Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade, sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete, yep. this is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. Trying to win every single game. I'm trying to go 20-0, 19-0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20-0. Yeah, 20-0 made sense. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. You've got myself, Neil, this evening and I'm joined by Tomo. Brother, how are you doing, Tomo? I'm okay, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> I wouldn't go any better than alright. <laughs> um, so, the Chiefs managed to Chiefs it up in prime Chiefsy fashion and lose 27-24 to the Bengals. It kills me to say that. Um... Tomo, we, we we kind of before we started recording, we said right, we'll talk about the first half and then we'll talk about the second half. So, let's talk about the first half. Bloody hell, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Couldn't have gone much better, really. It was, Not really, no. Apart from the last five seconds of the first half, pretty much everything while it went about as well as it could have gone. Yeah. Um, we we I was worried about us coming out slightly flat after after the kind of energy that was poured into the Bengals game that didn't happen uh, the Bills game and that didn't yeah. happen yeah um, I had the same concern they came out firing they had no problems um, moving the ball and and you just think well if the Chiefs are moving the ball they're, they're winning the game like I, if, if this turns into a shootout I'm taking the Chiefs um, yeah. <clears throat> the problem was and we'll get on to the second half is that they stopped moving the ball yeah and, and that's ultimately why you lose the game I mean when we when we didn't score on that play just before half time, mm. did you feel like cause I know when I was watching that i I was like, well, we screwed up there, we needed to put if we put points up there, I thought the game was dead and buried because you go into half time on a positive note, you've got points on the board, you're coming out, you're getting the second half kick off, and you're gonna drive again, hey, maybe you get something out of that too, and then you're so far out of sight that. Like the Bengals are are finished. Like, did you feel at the time that was a pivotal play, or could be a pivotal play? No, it's not just that it felt that way. It was that way. Yes, they, it, they it, turned, it turned out the Chiefs have won this game because the yeah. Bengals weren't as impressive. That the reason that the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl isn't because of the Bengals. It's because of the Chiefs. That's my yeah. problem that I have with this game. The Chiefs and I. I know that people think differently to me, right? And I'll, I haven't really engaged in a lot of... It's been very hard to take, so I haven't really engaged in a lot of the podcasts that I'd usually listen to, um, <laughs> breaking down the, the result. and So my kind of thoughts are still very much my own. They haven't been kind of diluted, and I'm not saying anyone else's aren't, but I just don't know how other people perceive this. But that play at the end, for me, it's playoff football. You've got to kick the field goal. Now... Yes. Do I, for me, you had two shots. We got the pass interference, you're on the, the goal line. You've got time for two plays. And we discussed it before, potentially free if you snap it, throw it, right? So you got the chance to maybe get three plays in. But the first play was shocking. The second play is shocking. Was worse. <laughs> And then Mahomes tries to call a timeout, which we've lost earlier in the half because Andy Reid's called a timeout and then challenged the play. So the game management throughout the game was awful. Like, you can go back to when things were going well. The game management of that challenge is awful. And yeah. it's cost us in that situation. Now, I don't know whether Mahomes, in desperation, is trying to call timeout or whether he genuinely believed he had one. Because if he, had, he believes he had one, that's almost more troubling. Because really, someone's got to be saying... Pat, you got to get the light. I mean, to be honest, I don't even think he could have got the timeout anyway. I think the time was gone by the time Tyreek was on the floor. Yeah, possibly, yeah. So I don't think he even could have got the timeout. But Patrick Mahomes should know himself, but people should still be telling him, we've got no timeout. Snap it if it's there, hit it. <clears throat> if not, throw it out of bounds. We didn't. And you've cost yourself three points there. Like... Admittedly, if you score the touchdown there, that game's done, done. Like it felt yes. done anyway, but it was done, done. Especially Go, getting the ball going back. in at tw going in at twenty eight ten up. Yeah, you you would struggle to see a way back for the Bengals. Yeah, and I mean I was struggling to see a way back anyway, and you kind of expected the Chiefs to come out with the ball 
and walked down the field and that didn't happen. But we're going to stay on the first half. Like, you can go right the way back to the off-season. You've gone out there and, like, rejuvenated your whole offensive line for situations exactly like this where you need a yard. They've proved over and over this season that they can do it for us. Like, those guys in the middle, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphreys, Trey Smith, you've got to trust these guys to, like, get us a yard. And we didn't... Yeah. I mean, I understand you don't want to run the ball with nine seconds left. Could you, you know, <clears throat> if you don't get it, would you have got the ball snapped, spiked, and kicked the field goal? No, you wouldn't, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But it's just very disappointing because I feel like that is possibly the most important player that first half and we ballsed it up yeah i mean uh, up until that point like mahomes is 18 of 20 for 220 yards mm-hmm. and three touchdowns and a passer rating of 149.9 we're running the ball 72 yards at six yards a carry like mm-hmm. you, you don't get much better half of football than that it was just like, it was really? just so lopsided. It really was so one-sided. It's like, well, the Bengals obviously didn't turn up today. But you see <sighs> you see Patrick Mahomes run around and make that touchdown throw to Tyree Kill, and you go, oh, this is over. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's going to be one of those Mahomes days, this is over, over. Like, there's no way. There's just no way they can keep up with this or compete with this. And they couldn't for all that whole first half. No. Um which makes this all the more baffling, really. So let's talk second half then. Mm. Um, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. What, to you, what changed? I, I, I just think. <sighs> Do you know what it was? Right, I watched, I watched the the, the game at home with um, my fiance Sam, and, she, and obviously she got into it the more and the longer and longer it went on. And I just found myself, pretty much as the ball was snapped, going, he's got no one. Like, you could instantly tell he hadn't got anybody open. And you can't even see the play developing. But so many times, that angle's so tight, so many times, everybody ran out of shot. Hmm. Do you get what I mean? Do you, yeah. am, am I portraying that correctly? They're, they're so, all far enough downfield that you can see They're so far them. downfield that you can't <clears> see where they've ran to, which that's another point just while I'm pissed off, that we don't have behind the quarterback view of every single play so we can see the routes, but that's for a different day. We don't get to see what routes they're running. But a lot of the time, everybody ran out of shot and then Mahomes was looking about or running about, and then he threw late to the running back, which didn't happen in the first half. In the first half, you could see pretty much everything, and we're getting the ball out quickly, and people were, like, running after the catch, and you could see all these players developing within the screen that we were seeing, but it felt like the second half, everyone was running really deep, and I don't know if that's just me. Um, yeah, It's I just hadn't... something that I noted, that's all, and I don't really want to go and watch it back, but... No, That's just no. something that I noted at the time. They they did drop eight into coverage a lot. Like the, I saw the stat like thirty something percent of the, the snaps mm. they dropped eight into coverage, which is a tactic, I don't think too many teams have done. Like the, teams have tried to rush four and drop seven. I don't think many teams have tried to rush three, and drop eight. Mm. But then, why the hell are you not running the, running ball? the ball? Yeah. Down there throughout, like you've re- you spent so much money on the offensive line and so many draft picks, like what you're doing isn't working. Mahomes was eight of fifteen for fifty five yards, an interception and sacked four times for thirty nine yards, a passer rating of thirty four. Like that isn't working. No. Stop doing it. Do something else. I'd love to go back and see drive by drive the breakdown. I'm sure there's some fancy website somewhere that will show you. I'm convinced on more than one occasion we had a first yard, first down run of four yards plus. Oh, we did, yeah, we did. And what I don't understand is in those situations, it was like second <clears throat> and six or second and five. And then when you got to fourth down, it was still fourth and five because we hadn't done anything with the two plays. You could run the ball again, like just keep running the ball and that will make it easier to pass. And that's what I felt the first half did. I felt like... 
we made it easier to pass because we were running the ball and it was balanced and they couldn't commit to one or the other. You're saying about them dropping out into coverage. They can do that because you're not running the ball. There's no yeah. threat. And it was almost like everyone, we were so desperate to get back to what we were doing the first half, get back to the passing game that was working the first half. Instead of just going, let's run the ball. But the run game... Figure this out and we'll be The run gone. game was working in the first half as well. And mm. like, you're up by 11 points at half time. You don't need to do anything like drastic. You don't need the big chunk plays. Um... And it just, I'm. You just need to not go free and out and give them the. Yeah, ball just back don't constantly. don't do stupid stuff. Yeah, don't do stupid stuff. And then it's almost like things start to tumble. We get one of those interceptions that we seem to see what we seem to see like once every couple of games where we try to float. We try a little RPO, and linemen have caught on. Defensive linemen have caught on that the Chiefs run these RPOs, and if you're on the outside, you stick your hands in the air because there's a good chance mm. that ball flies up into the air and then it's a 50-50 where it goes. And we've seen it too many times this season. And, you know, that happens. You know, it feels like at that point, the confidence is just shot in the offense again. Yeah. But Duncan said in the um, the group chat, he feels like he's watched the same game over and over again this season and I totally agree with him this offence just goes just ebbs and flows we, we're we either right up there or we're so low there's no middle ground they're either unbelievable they're awful it's mm. so strange it's and even from half to half in games like it goes back yeah. to adjustments and like your half time adjustment Cincinnati did a great job of adjusting at half time um, we didn't like we, yeah. and even even when you can see in the first drive or two of the second half what they're doing, we still didn't adjust to what the the changes they'd made, and like that that is squarely on the coaching and the play calling mm. to me. Um, well, okay, so we can go into play calling because that's another one of the points I kind of want to address. Who calls the play for the Kansas City Chiefs on offense? Uh, that's Who calls question, the plays? Because Andy takes everything on himself, right? He takes all of the heat, and it's one of the most frustrating things ever because when it goes well, Eric Bieniemy calls the plays. When it goes bad, Andy <laughs> Reid calls the plays. So either... So what is going on? Yeah. Because Well, you certainly you see Bieniemy with the card, and he's talking into the headset. So it certainly... Mm -hmm. It would appear that he is calling the plays... Well, it, it, um, begs the, it does beg the question, doesn't it? But uh, that's one of the things that frustrates me because I, I, I also think this is one of the reasons Eric Bieniemy can't get a job because I don't know. I don't think I don't think any Chiefs fan knows. Now, people inside the game you'd like to think would be able to find out who who calls the plays, but Andy Reid's an offensive coach. So is is this Andy Reid's offense or is this Eric Bieniemy's offense? Well, Andy certainly is like play designer in chief isn't he now whether he calls him on game day i mean he scripts the first 15 as well doesn't he so mm. you know we tend to do really well in that first 15 as well mm. does i mean is it a case that he scripts those first 15 and then the enemy takes over and suddenly it goes to shit i don't know um but it would explain a hell of a lot if that was the case i hadn't mm. actually thought about that until now but that would explain a bit um, well, it begs a question, doesn't it? Because Eric Bieniemy is not going to get a job this off season again. Doesn't look like it. Um, and with the news the last couple of days, it, which is far too political for us to go into, if we're totally honest. <laughs> um, yeah. But from that standpoint, I have to question if Eric Bieniemy is a head coach candidate that w that everybody you speak to. In the Kansas City Chiefs organization, not that we speak to anyone, but anyone you hear, right? Yeah. Says that Eric Bieniemy, they've got no idea how he's in a head coach. So you're telling me we've got two offensive head coaches on our staff, and that is the performance you put out in the second half of the AFC Championship game? Yeah. Neither of them are capable of adjusting to anything. With the best quarterback in the league, with the best wide receiver in the league, with the best tight end in the league, 
You can't offer us more than that. So how much of that then comes back to... How much of the blame goes to Mahomes then? Because he was dreadful in the second half. He was awful. I think this year has been one of those years for Mahomes where it's the first time he's doubted himself. He's looked normal at times. He's looked human. He's so good. That first half is so good. But it's almost... Did that one play just rattling him? The, the um, one play before half time where he screwed I think, up. I think and he, threw he it knows Tyree. it's on did him, that, that play. Shake him enough. Did that just blow his confidence? Because he was the one that called for them. The Chiefs were sending out the field goal unit, right? And Mahomes yeah. said, no, give me one more shot at it. So he's fucked it up, language. He's cocked it up <laughs> slightly better. Um, <laughs> in one of two ways. The play was awful. That's his, you know, the execution's awful. Not only did he not throw to his intended target which may or may not have been open that was a slant right that's an rpo slant as far as i'm concerned with tyreek in the flat so he's either got to ping it to the slant mm-hmm. okay we we had a bit of technical issues there so i don't know how that's going to sound when we actually play the <laughs> thing back but here we are again on a, a new session um but we'll carry on from where we were so tell me we were talking about Mahomes and the pass just before half time did that shake his confidence yeah so i think i i don't know how much we caught of that but i think the end of, i think the end of the first half has affected him um i think he knows that that's on him one way or the other whether it's the time management aspect he's messed up whether it's the uh execution of the plays messed up or whether to be honest it's just both um and then it, it's kind of you come out and you want a response from the chiefs to you know right let's what's happens happen let's get back going it's our ball it doesn't matter it's our ball after half <clears throat> you go free and out and you give the bengals the ball back right and that gives them a bit of momentum now they've stopped the chiefs for zero points in two drives now that's mm-hmm. something to build on right and then i don't know if it's the next drive where we throw a ball and it bounces off a lineman goes straight up in the air now that's happened to my homes a few times this season and it does seem to knock his confidence in he seemed, you know, he overthrew one of those in the first half. He threw it out of bounds because um, he had to throw it over Hendrickson. Um, so I don't know whether these are sort of things that get into his head. Yeah, that interception wasn't until nearly the end of the quarter. They had two drives before mm. that interception. Well, they did nothing on either, did they? So, I mean, he's confident. Well, they scored a touchdown on one of them. So they, well, they, they had, um, they drove from their 17 to their 43 and punted. Mm-hmm. And then we we didn't do a great deal. We went from our seven to our twenty four, and we punted. And then they went from the thirty five, and the scored a touchdown. Uh, sorry, no, the kicked the... field goal. Sorry, the kicked field goal. And then we threw the interception. And then we threw the interception, and then the scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. So that's what I'm saying, right? So his confidence had been knocked because we'd done nothing in three drives. Then you have yeah. the interception, which is a nightmare, and it just. It's felt a few times this season, like, when these things start to happen, it's like, oh, no, not again. Like, the luck factor of stuff. But uh, it's just so frustrating because we've seen... Uh, I've never seen so many tipped interceptions as we've seen this year. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's it's hard, right? Because it doesn't feel like Mahomes has make, made a bad read and thrown an interception. It's just bounced off somebody and gone in the air. It's just just absolutely crazy to me that 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 this keeps happening. And then you're in a real hole, right? Because is that is that when they then go tie the game up at that point, right? Yes, they do twenty one twenty one Yes, they they score the touchdown and makes it twenty one each. Yeah, and then the coverage is awful on the two point conversion as well. Daniel Sorens is nowhere near where he needs to be and Yeah. It is what it is, but I don't really think this is a game where you can really put any slander on the defence, right? Because the Chiefs just constantly went, just constantly did nothing. They were on the field for most of the second half. So at some point, it's inevitable, right, that they're going to give up a, a, a touchdown. And they did well because they only actually conceded 14 points in the second half. Like, it's, it's not that bad. 
Um, the problem is you only scored three. Yeah, it's it's not that bad if you're winning by more than 14 points. <laughs> it's not that bad considering the offence is giving you nothing, though. Like, they've yeah. got to stay on that field. They've absolutely gassed. And in the second half, we had drives of 16 yards, 17 yards, 7 yards, minus 2, minus 4, and then 49. Mm. Which was and the field goal to tie it, right? Yes, it was, yeah. Punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, field goal. And the drive the drive to <clears throat> essentially win the game, right? There's yeah. an opportunity to win that game there. Yeah. They cop that up so badly, it is actually unbelievable to me. Is this at the end of regulation? When yeah, we had end of regulation. From the I mean, the overtime, drives, the overtime drives are a mess as well. I mean, to be honest, it should have been over the play before he threw the interception anyway. Yeah. But the, the, the kind of game-winning drive that we had, that we ended up being a game-drawing drive, the amount of things that's wrong with that is unbelievable once we get to the red zone. We had no idea what we were trying to do. So we had first and five, or first and goal from their five, with a minute and a half to go. And and we kicked a field goal from 48. Yes, from the from the 26-yard line. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? What well, are we doing? You've just invested in the O-line, and you can't run the ball twice and see what happens. Well, that, that was... I, I was um, chatting with Charles during the game, and at that point... I said to him, like, run the ball twice and then throw a yep. pass. He's like, yep, that, that's the plan. Because there's 13 seconds left on the clock. Because they, they had one timeout left, so you run the ball once, you force them to use that timeout, you run the ball again, uh, what are we, um, we call a timeout at 39 seconds. Now, Mahomes had been sacked for a five-yard loss on that play, but you should have run the ball there, maybe you score a touchdown, in which case you're going to mm-hmm. give them... Probably just seven seconds, I think it was. Yeah, just under a minute with, with no, no timeouts, time and they have to go and score a touchdown. And they have to, to score a touchdown, yeah. Or you then get another play, and you're oh, probably at the, so the two yard line or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can choose then if you want to pass it or you want to run it, because you still have your timeouts, so you can do both. But the first play call, the f- that first play on first and five is one of the worst play calls of the season because I'm pretty sure he was empty originally, and I know we do this a lot where we bring the wide receiver in. Did we ever bring the wide receiver back in on that play? Because I remember thinking it was weird. Because he ran around. Did he run the first play or was it the second play? Because he, he ran around and essentially lost us the opportunity to win the game because he'd gone backwards. So we we essentially had a really big problem then. Because yeah, the third and nine was that the is that the third and nine? I feel like it was the second down, and I was just either way the first down, first and five. It felt like we didn't know whether to score a touchdown or not. Yeah, it felt like it was like oh you can score and, too soon. Yeah, it was like, and Romo was like oh is this a situation where you let them score? Like I was screaming at the TV, just score, just score. Yeah. Just score. Like, they've got to go the length of the field. Score, kick the ball out the end zone. They've got to go 75 yards and score a touchdown. In and it's not seconds. like they'd been setting the world alight either. No. And do you know how many times that we've seen it where you put a team under pressure and you've got to throw? They become so one-dimensional. You can let Frank Clark tee off. You can let Chris Jones tee off and go for them at that, in that situation. They're gonna pa- they've got to pass. Yeah, they have no but, choice there. But we didn't do that. And like we didn't even give ourselves a chance. And even on even on third down, I think Mahomes was so in his own head about what has happened this season with tipped interceptions and all sorts. I don't think I he he had Travis Kelsey and he had Tyreek Hill on that play. And he didn't take either. <clears throat> yeah, and I get and don't Kelsey get me wrong, I understand that that he might not want to throw that ball and risk it. But if he doesn't want to throw the ball, Neil, just run it then. Yeah. Because if he's not confident enough, like, if he's not confident enough in that situation that something bad might not happen, and I'm sure he's heard in his earpiece 
before that play, no turnovers. I'm sure I'm sure that's what would have been happening. Look, if it's there, you take it, but no turnover, no turnover. We've got the field goal, we take this overtime, we'll win it in overtime, it's fine. But in that situation, if he's not going to throw that, why haven't we just run the ball? Well, he got sacked for a 15-yard loss mm-hmm. and he fumbled it. And we were lucky that yeah, Looney we were lucky, it. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> and I don't know... What has happened there? It's just it, that whole second half is just mind mind boggling, really. It's all psychological, like it's all mm. in the head. It's not. But the game management so there. poor. The game but management yeah, I mean, so poor. Like even go back a play, go back before that drive. Right, we have a big game to McCall Hardman. He goes out of bounds. Why? Yeah. Why are you going out of bounds? Patrick Mahomes scrambles. He nearly did. He go out of bounds, or he nearly went out of bounds. I think he actually went out of bounds. Uh, he he get were, hit went out of bounds beast. twice after the two-minute warning. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, I know. First and ten from the fifteen. Mahomes scrambles left end out of bounds at the eleven for four yards. Can Second please end, scrambles explain left it? end out of bounds at the seven for four yards, and then a short pass to Kelsey for two yards over the middle. On third and two. It's it it's beyond explain like you, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the game management there. Because that we were so scared to to score a touchdown it seemed. Instead of just take the initiative just score. Like it felt like they didn't want to score to me. It felt like they wanted to keep the field going and go to overtime. It felt like they wanted to bleed as much clock as possible. It felt like they wanted the, to have the and ball give last. the Bengals as little time as they mm. could. But it's all right doing that, but you've got to score the touchdown to make that a viable mm. thing. And I mean... I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's really pissed me off. Because the end of that game is so poor. Like, it's not just McCall Hardman doing stupid things and going out of bounds. Patrick Mahomes should know he needs to stay in bounds there. Yeah. Like, Force him to use the timeouts. Yeah. And then you can then it opens up the playbook for that situation, right? Instead of you, like, do we pass or should we be running here or, or what? What should we be doing here? Because you've you've taken that decision out of their hands there. And it's just so frustrating because, as I said at the top of this podcast, the reason we're not playing in the Super Bowl isn't because of the Bengals beating us; it's because the Chiefs beat themselves, really. Yeah. Which is really hard to take. This was an old school Chiefs playoff loss, which I thought those years were behind mm. us. You know, like yeah, you're blowing eighteen point leads. Andy Reid's blown three eighteen point playoff leads. Like mm. you can't, you can't do that. I mean, I love Andy to bits. He's fantastic. He's a great head coach. He's a fantastic play designer and all of that and everything. But you just, you can't blow that many big leads in big games Hmm. you just can't do you know what's really hard to take is that I don't know if we beat the Rams (laughs) well yeah but do you know what I don't know whether we beat the Rams in the Super Bowl who knows I actually think that would have been quite a bad matchup for us if I'm totally honest Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean you don't know unless you're there right so either way but this Super Bowl window that we're in can close at any time. It, it yeah. really can. And you'd like, and, and we all say it, we're like, while we've got Patrick Mahomes, we'll always be in contention. Contention doesn't mean the Super Bowl, right? Like, we're disappointed with this season because we haven't gone to the Super Bowl and we only went to the AF- We only hosted the AFC Championship game this season, so it's going to sound ridiculous. For the fourth year in a row. For the fourth year in a row. <clears throat> but that's almost what worries me. Arrowhead has hosted the fourth AFC Championship game in a row. That statistically can't continue. Like, there's no guarantee that continues. And you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah. And you've got Burrow is legit. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, I'm going to give credit for being legit. I like Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert and he Mm -hmm. certainly has the potential to be legit. Yep. Lamar Jackson has been legit in the past. He's an MVP. He's a, a former MVP. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not 
I'm not convinced on him no, as a, an out and out quarterback. You have to put him in there because he's a super. But you, a, yeah, you have to put him in that list. Um, am I missing someone? I'm sure. I'm At the end of the someone. day, Neil, he's a guy that has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Yes, Deshaun Watson, wherever he may land, is mm-hmm. a legit quarterback. If he were to land in Denver, for example, mm-hmm. that would be a problem. And I'm not saying that Mac Jones has has been this unbelievable. Blah 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 blah, but for a rookie performance, that is not a bad first year either. Yes, I, I I'm not sure I'd put Mac no, Jones nor would I. But in that conversation. what I'm saying is, there's plenty of competition there. Yes, I mean I, I'm saying like the AFC is stacked with good mm-hmm. quarterbacks, and yes, I think Mahomes is a level above each and every one of those. Yeah, there's not necessarily as much distance between him and the next ones as I would like. Uh, not enough to say mm. we're we're Super Bowl favourites every year. You know, it just needs one bad performance in the playoffs and there's enough good quarterbacks around who can beat you. All I'm going to say is I think pretty much everyone will agree that along with, obviously you ignore Tom Brady, right? But Aaron Rodgers is... A very, very elite quarterback that uh-huh. has only been to one Super Bowl. Uh-huh. The Kansas City Chiefs are in a Super Bowl window here where they've been to four AFC Championship games. They've made the Super Bowl twice and won it once. There was a massive opportunity here. A game in which I don't believe that the Bengals have beaten us. I Full credit to the Bengals for taking advantage, but I don't think they did anything that stood out as yeah they deserve to go now they do deserve to go because they've beaten us right they've beaten us twice this season but the Chiefs had that game under control and we've thrown away an opportunity in off Mahomes' career this is probably the biggest Super Bowl window we're going to have because all that's going to happen now is Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are going to get older Tyreek Hill's speed could drop off at any moment as he gets older He's one injury away from not being the same guy, right? And I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk like that necessarily. Kelsey's thirty-two years old. Like, how long can he sustain this level of punishment? You've got guys like Tyron Matthew who is getting on, and his contract is expiring. We don't know if he's just played his last game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, the core of the Super Bowl winning team is now at a crossroads where a lot of them are now ageing. Like, Frank Clark might not be on this team next year. Tyron Matthew might not be on this team next year. Do you get what I mean? And it's just so hard to take that you've kind of let this one go right in a really, really big Super This was another massive opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And you don't know how long, how many years you're going to be waiting to see the Chiefs playing another Super Bowl. You know, we were we were over we we're basically a coin flip away last week of not making the AFC Championship game. Yeah. You know? And it's just it's really hard when it feels like we've beaten ourselves. I think we've been spoiled the past couple of years in that mm-hmm. Mahomes has been so good and the team has been so good that uh f- from personal kind of feeling you kind of just expect you got to a stage where you expected to get mm. to the Super Bowl, yeah. and I do, I don't know whether the players. I mean, you you heard the talk at the start of the season. Our intro that we have. Oh yeah, you know, mm. we're going to go twenty and zero. Twenty and zero sounds good to me, and yeah, and all all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, there could be a degree of there was just the overconfidence there that we're mm. going to go and win. You know, we're just going to turn up and win. And this, as much as it pains me to say it, but this loss may have been one of the best things long term that happens to us because it brings back that focus again that actually there's some other pretty good teams around. And if we don't play well against mm. the good teams, then we ain't going to the Super Bowl. So, you know, th- this could be used as motivation for future years to say, look, remember that Bengals game when we were 18 points up? Like, with five minutes to go in the first half, and we lost. Like, 
you remember that we can't let that happen again mm. well we were always the team that were down in in playoff games and came back and it's it's kind of happened to us now mm-hmm. and it's so weird because this team has just felt like all talk all year like i think i think orlando brown's been good at, le- at left tackle right but it's stupid comments like we're going to go 20 and 0 you're probably not no nobody's going to go 20 and 0 like do you know what i mean like statistically it's i don't know why they say shit unlikely. like this this i don't know why they say shit like this like you're probably not going to go 20 and 0 and that's why i refuse to change the intro because no you need to be hard accountable for the things that you say yeah. orlando brown saying stupid things like no one will ever touch patrick mahomes with you at left tackle what so you're never going to allow a sack what? The, there's self-confidence. What a stupid thing to and say. And there's delusion. <laughs> it's just a stupid thing to say. And then halfway through the season, we're criticising you because you're bad. You were yeah. bad. And then the players start mouthing off at the fans. Why? No, you've been bad. You're yeah. going to get criticism when you're bad. Like, I'm sorry, that's the nature of the sport. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, we support the team, and yes, as fans, we love the team, we love the players mm. and everything, but... Are we not allowed to ask the questions? The defence was bad! You lost 27-3 you lost to the Titans. That's not a good performance. Like the, You didn't show up was, against the Bills. No, obviously we got hosed against the Bills exactly. at home. So we're not allowed to ask questions about a team that you lot said you were going to go 20-0? And we're not allowed yeah. to ask the questions. No, like no, they've been all talk all year. That's the problem, and it's been very inconsistent. Like, so looking forward, then, does it need a refresh of 100%. players or coaches? Everything. Or... Like, I feel like this this window that we are in is kind of coming to a natural end. Um, I'm surprised Eric Bieniemy hasn't got a head coaching job for the stuff that he's done. But I think there's a few Chiefs fans, myself included, wondering what a Chiefs offence looks like with a different offensive coordinator. Very similar to what it does now, because it's got Andy's fingerprints well, all over it. Well, yes, but what's the play calling like? You know, well, yeah, we don't know, we don't know. Exactly, is it, is it, more, is it more balanced? Is it... Is it you know, are we going to continue this RPO stuff or are we going to commit to the run or are we going to, is it going to look the set? You know, I feel like Spags has, has done a decent job. I think the fact he managed to turn it around is quite impressive compared to what it was earlier in the season. But then you've got to ask the question why we were in that situation earlier in the season, I guess. I don't bit know. Of injuries, bit mm-hmm. of out of form, bit of... Out of position. Bad, but yeah, I was going to say bad drafting left us... Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to fit Chris Jones in at defensive end. Yeah, and it's hard. They have to to address the defense. Have Mm. they have to take the same approach to the defense this year as they did to the offensive line last year? To me, that's like your Mm. your offense is going to be fine. You maybe want to add another wide receiver, maybe a running back. Like yes, please. They they would be good additions to the offense, but the offense for the most part, has been good. But defensively, mm. like, uh, Spags has done good with a fairly mediocre crew. And there are some good building blocks there. Mm. But it needs an infusion of talent. It yeah. needs an infusion of youth. It needs to lose Sorensen and Neiman. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Clark's going to go, I would imagine, because you're not going to pay him $22 million. I, I love the Honey Badger to bits. I love his attitude. But as we were saying in the, the WhatsApp group the other day, you would really, really struggle to pay him or struggle to justify paying him $15 million a season. Like I, I would love to have him back mm-hmm. purely for his leadership, if nothing else. But that's not a $15 million contract. And his, I don't think his play reflected a $15 million contract because that's no. probably what he's going to be looking for. Cornerbacks, yeah. you can't keep taking other people's cast-offs. You've got to invest something of your own at that. And Chavarius Ward is a free agent, and he's going to probably want and probably get reasonable money from someone. Sorry, I feel bad for whoever that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I don't think I would want to pay him ten million a year plus. Mm. But you know what it is as well. It's the same faces with the same kind of. I don't want to say mediocre because that's that's unfair, right? But just, just like a C grade level of performance. Jags, just mediocre. yeah, Jags. So you can add Demarcus Robinson to that that list. Byron Pringle's been around this team doing, you know, like this has probably been his best year. But is it, you know... Pringle would be a good fourth wide receiver. Yeah, maybe he's been asked to do... But it's the same faces that are still there. You've got like Demarcus Robertson still there. You've got uh, Pringle still there. Uh, Sorensen's still there. Neiman's still there. Ward's still there. Just giving you a C grade. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Like, but they're not. They're not. You wouldn't say they're good. They're okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're, and, they're not and top it feels tier. like, and it feels like, it feels like these are positions that should have been addressed by now. Like but they should have. Like, is, they should have been addressed two years ago. Like, some of that is, uh, uh, Brett Veach's like methodology if you like you know he he doesn't appear to to value cornerback as he, much as he does pass rush for example mm. um you know if, if you're giving him a choice between where you're spending your money you know he's he's put money into the line they just uh, haven't performed well, to yeah. the contracts that they've been given well the Kansas um, Chiefs what 31 sacks this season which fourth lowest in the league yeah, I mean this fucking sack nation bollocks, like mm. just shut up and perform, lads. Um All talk again. Yeah Yeah, I mean you look at look at the difference Melvin Ingram made and he's mm. thirty three going on thirty four and he he showed the others up at times to be brutal. He showed Frank Clark yeah, up a lot. hundred percent. And and Neiman, oh sorry, Neiman Inc. I'm looking at the list of free agents here, and Neiman's below Ingram on the list. Uh, Ingram got paid four million, and Frank Clark got paid twenty two. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, just, the big players yeah. on defense, we didn't get value for money from. No, and the the thing that frustrates me is we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a lot of draft content, right? Cause we, uh, yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, I love it. Yeah, me too. Honestly, we could just put out the stuff that we put out last year. Because we still need an edge. And we still need a wide receiver. And a cornerback. And a cornerback. So and just... safety. Apart from updating the names, just rinse and repeat everything we said last season. Yeah. Because it's still the same. If only we'd taken Trayvon Diggs when we had him. <laughs> mm, well, yeah. There is that. But yeah. do, you know what, do you know what confused me again? Is... So Brett Veach has come out right this this week and said, I don't think it's far-fetched to say we'll prioritise the lines like we always do. Knowing that we have a good offensive line in place, defensive line will probably make the most sense. Well, you had your chance, mate. Last off-season, you missed out on Trey Hendrickson, who has just gone to the Super Bowl. You missed out on Malvin Ingram, by the way. Yeah. Who who you then spent a sixth-round pick on. And don't get me wrong, it's one hell of a sixth-round pick, but you could have had him in the first place. Why did we miss out on those two people? Why did we miss out on Juju Smith-Schuster? Why did we miss out on T.Y. Hilton, Reynolds? There's multiple people that you missed out on this that that would have addressed the issue, at least temporarily. These, we, you know, we're on second and third choices with what we're dealing with at the start of this off season. How we'd have been mortified when we were doing the draft coverage if you'd have said that your defensive line is going to look the exact same and so is your wide receivers. If you'd, yeah. have said, if you'd have said Hardman and Pringle and Robinson are going to share the duties for second wide receiver, you'd have shuddered. <laughs> but it's true because it was such but it, a... It is, it yeah. was, it, it, and that's going back to free agency before the draft that we knew that was a priority and we didn't fix it. And you can go back to the interview we did with Charles halfway through the season and we were talking about the season before that when we said we should have drafted... A edge player so that they were ready for this season and it's just uh, we're still in the situation we were two years ago where we haven't 
replaced aging talent or got people in the building ready to replace the aging talent when the time comes yeah and that's what but like that's that's just that's team building and that's just just things that i don't understand we're supposed to have patrick mahomes and that's supposed to be a massive draw people are want to are supposed to want to play with patrick mahomes well you missed out on a lot of your free agent targets why is that Juju wanted to play with Big Ben for another season with his fucking noodle arm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can't tell me that that was a better option than coming to play with Patrick. I don't understand. I, I I don't know how hard we push for OBJ, but I mean, I was very, very... It's, it sounds big. like that conversation was had. Well, it seems like he wanted to live in LA, right? Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, the way that they've gone to the Super Bowl, I imagine he's just going to re-sign with them. But, I mean, you've got to look... I mean, there's no point looking backwards now, I guess, which I've just done for the last five minutes. But you've got to look forward, and we still do need a wide receiver. Do you think we go free agency wide receiver and then yeah. draft Edge? Yes, I do. Who would be your guy for wide receiver free agent who would be your your no i'm not talking about obviously there's a lot of talk about juju right but who would your choice be because i've got one and i think it's slightly left field my, my choice really. would be juju really i think Ju, juju the, there's a couple of things going there he's only 26 i think mm-hmm. off the top of my head so he's got age on his side um he only got eight million dollar contract last year and he he only played a relatively small percentage um of snaps i'm just trying to find it here he is juju smith schuster he played in 18 percent of the snaps because he was injured for a lot of mm. the season so he, he didn't really have a huge amount of production so you've got his best years are in front of him mm. you ought to be able to get him on a relatively cheap deal and he's He's a, had production in the past. Yeah. You know, he I has think, a um, thousand yard season to his name. I think the fact that he's done that under Big Ben as well, like, is yeah. quite impressive. So, yeah, uh, so you're only going back a couple of years. 2018, mm. he had 111 receptions, 1,426 yards, and seven touchdowns. Like, he's yeah. more than capable. Yeah. Um, but there's a few, isn't there? I mean, like Alan Robinson was on the list as well. Too a lot expensive. of a lot of people say him. I'd like DJ Chark if he's available. I believe he's a free agent. The guy from Jacksonville. I think he's a good player. But he I think I, I, I'd I'd love him. But I think you are right. I think Juju's kind of the one that that fits the mold. Um, I think what Brett Veach has a, a tendency to do is. Like go out and get who they consider the best player in free agency is, um, and I. Like, um, let me just quickly look at who's the edge, because to me, wide receiver and pass rush are the two. Yeah. Really, really. Kind of needy things. I mean, <laughs> who's he trading his first round pick for? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did make that joke the other day, yes. but I. At some stage, particularly with the finances the way they are, mm-hmm. I don't think you can trade that for a kind of ten, fifteen million dollar a season. I do believe though that we can player. convert Mahomes' contract and get quite a lot of cap space from it. Well, I mean, I was looking at, I was playing with over the cap yesterday, and it is quite easy to manipulate to generate like a a fairly substantial amount of cap space fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, get rid you know, of Frank that, Clark's going to do that for you. Well, that that is going to. I mean, that could if you take him as a post June the first cut, that saves you about nineteen million straight off. Mm. Um, Hitchens saves you eight million. I think it is off the top of my head. Um, where am I? I'll, a quick list. Yeah, Hitchens saves eight point four million. Frank Clark, if you go post first of June, is nineteen and a half. Um, you know, just between the two of those, and then there's a few players with bonuses that could be 
yeah. kind of restructured. So that's where Mahomes comes in. He has um, he has a bonus that you could one of his um, roster bonuses, I think it is, which you could rename into a like a signing bonus, and then pro rata over the next five years, kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, he has twenty seven point four million <clears throat> roster bonus. So like pro rata that out over the next five years and split yeah. it. You know that it was quite easy when I was messing around mm. to create a fair bit of cap space. It, enough that I could re-sign Orlando Brown, Tyrion Matthew. I could pick up Juju Smith Schuster, um, and kind of re-sign a few of our free agents who you'd you'd kind of you'd quite like to have back. Um, so I I don't think the cap's going to be an issue this year. And mm. in theory, like I mean. At the moment, it looks like we've got um, 14 million in cap, so 21 million when you roll over whatever's left from this yeah. year, and then 69 million the following year, and it's currently 163 million the year after. So the cap's 209 mil this year, 225 next year, 256 the year after, according to over the cap. You can afford to kind of punt a bit of that money down the mm. line. You know, even if Mahomes' contract is getting bigger, it's not going to get that mm. much bigger than it is this year. He's thirty-five point seven million against cap this year. Thing is, you can backload a lot of these contracts as well if it jump into two fifty odd projected. Yeah. So there is there is room to sign, you know, some guys. But I think and what what teams are doing as well more and more is using the voidable years. So. Yeah. You you can call it a five year contract with three voidable years, and you could have a, a give them a signing bonus of whatever twenty million, and you would spread that twenty million out over five years, even mm. though you've no intention of them being on the team after the second year. So there's ways of moving money further down the road mm. on players that you've no intention of having around. Yeah, I think when you look at it though, uh, I think the defense is going to be in for. A new look come the start of next season. I mean, there's definitely going to be moves that need to be made. Um, it, it, I mean, simply for the cap more than anything. Like, I just can't imagine that Frank Clark is going to be on the team at that no. contract. I'd be surprised if Hitchens is on the team, given the way that Nick Bolton and Willie yeah, I mean, played I, this year. Like, we that's... drafted Bolton to be Hitchens' replacement. I'm, I'm 99% sure of that. Mm. But what I find is wild is that you're getting rid of the Super Bowl core this off season, the Super Bowl winning core. You're going to get rid of Tyron Matthew, Hitchens, and Clark, and that's that leaves a, well, a you know, when we when we talked to, to Charles. Mm-hmm. You remember we were talking about this as the potential for the end of season defense, like that we could conceivably lose all three of them, and here we are having the same conversation again. I I would think. It's more likely than not that those three won't be on the roster next season. Yep, and that have we got the guys? I'm okay to step, with that as well. Yeah, and yeah. and the thing, but you're okay with that. But who who's stepping into the roles? Because you've got to have people ready to step into the roles. You know, like this is where you go. The Chiefs agency com- draft. You you have, but the Chiefs communication this year has been a problem, and you're about to lose the communicator. Yeah. So, if you do lose Tyron Matthew, you've lost a I mean, we saw what the Chiefs' defense looked like against the Bills when he wasn't on the field. Um, we did, yeah. And and Hitchens was a big part of the communication more last year than this year, by the looks of things. I don't know if that's strictly true, but like this year, it seems like he, um, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton have have done well in that in that role in terms of it, like Willie, his, Willie but, Gay needs to be on the field three downs. Oh, hundred percent. The like, person, I mean, Nick Neiman, <laughs> Neiman. Neiman getting snaps ahead of him in it's, coverage. Yes, yeah, crazy. I, I don't understand. No, no, I'll, I'll never understand that. Nor me, but there's, I mean, you'd like Neiman off the roster, really. You'd like Sorensen off the roster. Um, both free agents, both free to leave. I'd have thought Ward would be leaving. That is a big, big overhaul of the defence. That is a substantial. Nadi's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Okafor's a free agent. Jaron Reed's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Sorensen. Jaron Reed said his goodbyes Hugh, today. Mike Hughes, to DeAndre Kingdom. Baker. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're both free agents. Are you Dorian asked about O'Daniel, any of these going? Armani Watts, Chris Lemons. Are you bothered about any of them going? I mean, we've no. got to field a team right next year, so uh, the more you let go, the more you've got to sign. But is is there anyone there that I don't think could be replaced? No, I don't think so. No, exactly. Matthew's Matthew would be the hardest to replace. Yep. I'm intrigued to see what happens with him because, I mean. He's already flirting in he with other teams, and I don't know. We're going to pick up some serious compensatory picks the following year. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, if all these players go, it's going to be a big turnaround for the Chiefs in the off season. That that is a substantial starting. You know, who, the core of your team is going to be what one Fournil, Sneed, Willie Gay, Chris Jones, and Nick Bolt. Um, yeah, but you've got to, you've got to get younger and faster on defense. We have. I think that's, oh, I, that's what that I, think. Is, I think we have got to get. Faster. That is where 100%. where we've struggled defensively. Like you mm. would like to see a refreshed pass rush with some younger, um, more athletic bodies on there. You would like to see another linebacker in the similar similar mold to Bolton and Gay. Um, you need. A hitting safety because you've got Thornhill still who can kind of patrol the back end mm. but you need someone who's going to come down in the box and lay the wood on somebody uh, and that's not Dan Sorensen but he still needs to be able to cover mm. and you're going to have to have some form of cornerbacks if Hughes, Baker and Ward were all to depart that leaves you with Fenton and Sneed like you, mm. you need more than just the two of those but well, it's quite, we probably it, can't afford. Well, this is a thing, and we're we're, we're unbelievable drafters, aren't we? Here at Arrows Abroad, I mean, we've talked about. Well, it. you look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you you go back and you look. We we could have the defense that we want right now if we don't yeah. take. Um, I mean, you look at the Bills who had what they suppose they had the best defense. Was it everyone was talking about last week? Their yeah, number one yeah, defense. Yeah. Gregory Rousseau was on our radar. I don't. You know, we drafted him. We drafted him in the yeah. first round. And I'm not saying we, I mean, we had no chance in the end on draft day of drafting him, right? Yeah. But yeah. Gregory Russo was on our board. Boogie Basham, who's been he really good for board, them, yeah. he was on our board. Go back a year, AJ Epinesa, he was on our board. We spoke about him. We, we drafted, drafted Trevon Diggs. We drafted Trevon Diggs. These, are, you know, to most Chiefs fans, the defense has been a problem for a while, right? And Every time we do the draft, every time we do our mock drafts, we try to address it. And these aren't, it's not like us turning around and going, oh, yeah, I want Chase Young. These are guys yeah. that were within reach if we wanted them. Yeah. But we wanted Orlando Brown. And I'm not saying that's, it, look, I'm not can, saying that's right or wrong, right? But, yeah, you yeah, can understand. 100%, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But what I am saying is for the last two years, to most Chiefs fans in every mock draft you look at, every Chiefs-based mock draft you look at, like ourselves, just our own thoughts, we've been desperately trying to shoehorn young defensive players into this team in the draft because it feels like we need it. Yeah. And it's going to feel like a very, very samey off-season. Um, off uh, I tell you, I've been fluting around with mock drafts <laughs> for, for, a few weeks, for a few weeks now. <laughs> And right. I, right, the Bengals nearly, game's over. This is the draft section of the podcast. Nearly without fail, I am edge rusher in the first round every single time. Yeah, uh, and there's two I keep coming back to, which are Jermaine Johnson and Cameron Thomas. So look those two names up. Um, I saw Jermaine Johnson destroy some offensive tackle in practice of whichever bowl. Mobile game he's at is at it? Mobile, mobile. Yeah, he's down in Mobile. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it was kind of good to see him do that, although he got stopped out on the next couple of plays. But um, he looks... I've watched film of him. He looks impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron Thomas, he he looks impressive, but I'm not sure how good the opponents have been against him. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's San Diego State, I think it is. Like, it's not a top-tier team. Mm-hmm. But, geez, uh, I like the look of him. Um so those are the two I keep coming back to, and they should kind of both be late first, early second round grades. 
um, by the look of things. So, you know, they're they're the two names that I keep coming back to time and time again. Yeah. Um, I I would love to see us draft an edge rusher in the first round. I really would. So it kind of looks like we are looking from our perspective. We're looking at a free agent wide receiver and potentially uh, one one edge an edge and a wide receiver in free agency and then pretty much focusing quite heavily on defense is that absolutely yeah absolutely that's how it feels isn't it yep without a doubt well hopefully that gives everyone (laughs) some sort of positive to look forward to i found it very hard this week to kind of intake any kind of um content really it's just a very hard loss to take i don't you know, I'm sure there's reason people have got reasons why and why we did X, Y, and Z, but I've I've just found it very hard. I don't know. I've I've just moved on and passed it. Mm. I've passed it already. The, literally, okay, the, only, the only thing I've seen is that I haven't even been able to watch uh, listen to the Yahoo podcast. I've literally the only thing I've seen is them saying that we need a wide uh, running back. A running back, yeah. <laughs> and I don't disagree with that either. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I've said it many times on here. I don't think Clyde's a man. Bring back um, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> um, That's what I want. I'll never I, get over. I, I, I can I can understand why you would say that. And in this offense, with the pieces around him, he would be an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think you could bring him back if you could find someone yeah if you could get his, his clone sk- yeah if you could get his clone with his skill set yeah, yeah. and bring them into this offense then absolutely but i just don't think you could bring him back did i, I ever tell you well. did i ever tell you i bought a cream hunt jersey the day before that all came out oh <laughs> <laughs> i've still Ouch. got it i've still got it unworn Ouch. just in the cupboard somewhere not a lot. You can, there's literally not a lot you can do with that. No, there isn't. That's true. <laughs> there isn't. That's why I want him back anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's finish off with one last thing, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? I want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Um, they've beaten us twice. I've got no ill will towards the Bengals necessarily. I think, I actually think it's really good for the NFL. Um, Bengals are kind of like, in recent history, I kind of uh, laughed that franchise. And I think it's really, really good for the NFL that within two drafts you can turn your team into a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I think that's really good and really healthy for the NFL. Um, I like Joe Burrow. I like Jamar Chase. I, I think they're a fun team to watch, and I, I hope they go on and win it. I think it, I, I just think it'd be really good for the NFL I, I if would, they win it. I would echo all of that with the one caveat that Eli Apple is an absolute fucking dick (laughs) yes for for the one person i would not want to win a super bowl right Uh, now is him um but other than that i would love the bengals to win it i agree but you know what it is as well i think they've done it the right way i think they've built their team the right way i actually don't mind the rams either i i quite like some of their players i like i like um ramsey i like aaron donald i like obj right but there's something about so I'm going to bring it back to like English football. A lot of foreign players like to go to the the, the London teams, right? Because mm-hmm. they want to live in London. Yeah. And it's kind of like you get a little boost because yeah. you're a London team that no one else can compete with. I feel like that's the Rams being in LA that a lot of yeah. people kind of like it's the scene to be place. And I feel like they haven't really, none of it's kind of like their own doing. They've just kind of gone, yeah, we'll have him and him and him and him because they all want to be here. And then, like, I, I've, I like the way the Bengals have drafted their players and, you know, they've suffered to get Joe Burrow, right? Yes, and they've suffered definitely. to get Jamar Chase. But they've made good picks and a lot of people had them make, taking, like, an offensive lineman and they went, no, we're taking Jamar Chase <clears> and they're now reaping the rewards for it, right? So yeah. that's what I like about the Bengals and... Honestly, give me another week and I think I'll be quite looking forward to the Super Bowl. It's not going to stop me watching it. I think it'll be a good game. Um, I booked the week off work because I thought the Chiefs would be in it, but hey-ho, I'll enjoy it either way. (laughs) It is what it is. It is what it is. 
Right, uh, well, on that note, I think we'll call mm. it a night there because my voice is kind of going here and I need to top up on Jack Daniels. Just to <laughs> purely, purely for have medicinal you purposes. Drinking? Have you stopped drinking Jack Daniels? Since... Um, <laughs> well, since what, Sunday? No, not yeah. really. It's purely medicinal. Like, I've got a bit of a cold and my throat is killing me and that just makes it, well... It doesn't actually do anything for my throat, but I care less than my throat. Are you, are, are you just are you just taking it by the tea, teaspoon? Like no, I've <laughs> got quite a medicine. substantial glass of it here. <laughs> oh, so I, I'm going to have a refill, and I'll try and patch this um, this technological yeah. mess together. When's the draft okay. anyway? When is the uh, draft? April. No, sometime sometime in April. Yeah. Oh, okay. See you in April. We've got time. We've got time before that. <laughs> okay, Tom, my man. Thanks for your time. Thank Appreciate you. It. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back at some stage. I'm not sure what our schedule is going to look like over the next few weeks, but mm-hmm. keep your eyes open on uh, wherever you get this podcast. Spotify and iTunes seem to be the two main places mm-hmm. from what I can see. And uh, we'll say goodbye for now. So from one kingdom to another, thanks for listening. <laughs>